Good morning and welcome to Wanda's Picks, a black arts and cultural program of the African Sisters Media Network. And that was Amakela Gaston singing Lovely Day. And I thought, ah, what a great way to start um, the show for this day for lovers, Valentine's Day. And um, we are so excited to have on the show one of the founders or the founder of the Black Joy Parade, Alicia. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? Happy Valentine's oh, Day. Happy Lovers Day. Happy, Val- <laughs> <laughs> happy Valentine's Day to you. Oh, my goodness. So, gosh, I've been wanting to speak to you for a minute now. And what year is it for the Black Joy Parade? It is year three. Third year. Ah, <laughs> congratulations. Wow. Thank nice, you. Nice. Much. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself and and how, you know, you and your team came to start this tradition in Oakland. And it's going to be Sunday, <laughs> uh, February 23rd. And, uh, yeah, give us all of the details. Well, first tell us about Black Joy, you know, something that, yeah. you know, we don't think about enough. What does it mean to be have <laughs> joy, right? Joy is more than happiness. Joy is yes, something that... Is you know, sustains a person, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, joy is um, appreciation for all that you already are, I think. Mm. Um, There's so much pressure in our community, in our culture to be, to fight the good fight, to be a a resistance, to push back uh, on all of the things that are sort of holding our community back. And that's really tiring. (laughs) And that's Mm -hmm. really exhausting. Um, but we also have so much to celebrate in what we do have and what we have built and the creativity and the excellence and the beauty um, and the love that we share among each other just naturally because we are the culture that we are, because we are the community that we are. And that's joy. And that's what Black Joy is. That's what Black Joy Parade is. It's the celebration of our community for no other reason other than how great we are. Um, you don't have to dress a certain way or be a certain way or come with a you know a, a political message or you know, you are enough, um, you are beautiful as you are, um, as a black community, as a mother, as a father, as a child, as a friend, as an ally, um, and that's, and, you know, and that's what the day is for, it's, a, it's like a big party <laughs> for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, and um, wow, it's it's just, you know, just to get together, you know, without an agenda, just, just right. come in, come in your you know, all of who you are, you know, whatever way you show up is good. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, there is there is no agenda, but there, the agenda is you, I guess, right? Right, um, right. And that's all, yeah. that's all that we ask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a day where, you know, black is in. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is the topic of the yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, are you are you from Oakland, um, the Bay Area? I'm originally from Sacramento area, which some will okay. say is the Bay, but we we know that it is not really. Um, and I moved here in my 20s, and have been living here off and on ever since. Um, and Oakland's mm-hmm. just a very special place. I think for a lot a lot of people can identify with the warmth they feel in Oakland, but also on the other mm-hmm. side with the changes that are happening. So it's important that. As a black community, we make our presence felt and known in a really positive way here um, because it's a city that um, has held us for a long time and I hope continues to hold us into the future. 
Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. And then having this Black Joy Parade um, is also <laughs> like, we're still here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Safekeeping, as they say. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, you know, 20,000 people in the streets of Oakland, downtown Oakland, like, you know, city center area. Um, mm-hmm. It's a beautiful sight. Right, right. And the weather is always wonderful. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's early, you know, it's, yeah, tell us about, you know, some of the vendors and some of the special yeah. aspects of this year and years past and some of the highlights, like what makes your heart warm and all those kind of things. <laughs> give us some, give us a little flavor. Yeah. So it's, uh, like you said, it's a beautiful day. It's only because of the smiles. It's only because the brown skin and the white smiles. Um, and mm-hmm. it's uh, a parade at first. And so, you know, there's more than a 1,000 people in the parade and all different kinds of, just imagine the creativity of our community. I mean, that's what the parade is. You know, it's dancing and costumes and um, bikes and cars and, and just like all the things that bring us joy and, and, and sort of hold our excellence and hold our creativity. Um, and then it opens to a festival which I think this year we have 187 Black-owned vendors, which is all the things that they are creating for you. You know, it's all these small businesses and entrepreneurs um, who who create with us in mind but don't always have access to um, us as, you know, consumers. So that's a really beautiful thing. There's also um, Black-owned wineries. Um, there's Black food trucks. There's um, all this just sort of – and then we have stages, too, so we do more proper, I guess, performance, performances of some better-known artists um, and DJs, and it's just a beautiful day. It's open. It's free as well, so you're going to see all different ages of people. It's not like just millennials or just families or just older people. You, it runs the gamut, and um, it, it almost feels like a giant family reunion. I see all my friends that I haven't right. seen in, you know, three or four months <laughs> or even longer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and because it's all ages – there's this like beautiful cross-generational thing happening um, where you get to, you know, I think the only other times really where we're with multiple generations like that was, is probably church, right. Or mm-hmm. bad times, mm-hmm. funerals, um, you know, so being able to be a collective that way um, in a space that is made for us, that is welcoming and loving and um, you feel safe to really be yourself in um, it, th- those are always the highlights for me. There's performances and all this other cool stuff that happens, but I think just seeing everybody, in that space and feeling so warm and loved and welcomed and celebrated. Uh, yeah, it's, it's visually always really uh, stands out in my mind every year, of just all the smiles and the hugs, you know. And, and honestly, <laughs> mm-hmm. too, sometimes you're just so happy. <laughs> you're just so happy to have a place to just be joyful. Um, but, yeah, sometimes you shed tears of joy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So were you just sort of, sitting around in your living room or at the park meditating, um, you know, I mean, like, how did this idea become, you know, this wonderful celebration of, of black beingness? Yeah, um, so I had moved away for a little bit, and then I moved back. Um, and when I moved back, I had attended a couple of uh, protests because there was just a lot going on. It continues to be a lot going on in, in politics that's harming the black community, um, you know, with the, just the way that our society is sort of not recognizing and, 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 you know, holding safe or, you know, keeping safe our community. And I realized that that was when I was seeing the most black people. That's when I was seeing the most community. It was the biggest community, thousands of people, but it was always a protest. And it just felt mm-hmm. like there has to be, another reason that we get together in mass like this. There has to be another reason that we gather. 
um, can we gather just because we can. And Black mm-hmm. Joy Parade was born. I think I sort of identified that and then told a few people and then they told a few people and then they told a few people. <laughs> um, and then, the, you know, and that, that's, you know, that's how it goes. And the first year there was a lot of people there um, because I think everybody realized the same thing, um, that we were only getting together when we were in tragedy, you know, in, in times of mourning. Um, and so, yeah, you know, it kind of just grew from the ground up. Um, it's only our third year, but I think that, between all the vendors and all the people in the parade and all the performers and all the people that help organize it and volunteers, you know, if everybody brings one person to celebrate Black Joy, then it becomes big, even bigger than the protests and even bigger than the um, the sad things. It, it becomes this, like, sort of burst of positivity in our year. So, yeah, it, um, it was really organic. It wasn't out of nowhere, but it also wasn't, um, you know, really planned out in that way. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But there certainly must have been some kind of a need that uh, yeah. is sort of articulating black joy as, you know, something that we can embody physically with other people, <laughs> you know, in a time when, wow, do I really want to get together, um, you know, in this place, you know, because, you know, sort of gathers, I mean, people don't gather that much anymore, um, and and for us to, like, intentionally come together around something good like joy. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, yeah. And then also to um to identify, you know, with you know, our African selves, you know, at a time when in this country it's never been really popular to be a black person. Um right. and if a person could could sort of like disappear into whiteness because perhaps physically they had that kind of ambiance, you know, that kind of like, oh, I can I can you know, I can multi, I can be in multiple communities and nobody would actually know how I'm showing up because unless I tell them, you know, a lot of times yeah. people disappear and don't don't acknowledge their blackness because it's, you know, sometimes it's dangerous and sometimes right. it's, it's politically, you know, um, not advantageous to do something like mm-hmm. that. So this one here is like, you know, like bring all of yourself. And, and as yep. people of African yep. descent, you know, it's like Black Joy Press, like, oh, is that a black person? You know, but, yeah, that is a black person. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody, the whole yeah, world shows up when we celebrate Black Joy, right? Because, you know, just because of the way our community has developed, yeah, you know, yeah. you never know. You know, like, oh, that that Asian person, person a black yeah. You know, is that mm-hmm. indigenous mm-hmm. person? Like, yeah. yeah. Is that I person mean, that looks like he's created yeah. the most, you know, our community, <laughs> our culture, like we're we're the creators, right? We're the mm-hmm. creators of yes. all these things. Um yes. and sometimes we don't even get a chance to appreciate all the things we've created that we've done. Mm-hmm. Uh we're so busy defending other things and defending ourselves often and um mm-hmm. protecting ourselves. And so let's come and celebrate all the things we've made together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tell us about um, you know, can you drop some names of some of those folks that are gonna be on that stage? Um I cannot. I <laughs> cannot. Any... <laughs> I feel guilty. <laughs> They'll kill me. They're working so hard to figure it out. Um, they're working so hard to get those schedules together. Um, and also I think have variety on our stages so that it's not, you know, that we elevate, you know, 
voices of black women, um, voices of black queer community, make sure that there's, mu- you know, that there's all different kinds of music on there. It's not just hip hop and R&B, but so can we get some jazz? Can we get live instruments? Can we get poetry and spoken word? Can we get dance? Like, how can we make sure that the entirety of the black community is represented so that, again, to your point, like we can feel comfortable um, being our full selves. And so, no, I cannot but uh, they will be they will be dropping it soon. So if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, um, I think by Monday they'll probably be comfortable with me talking about it. <laughs> okay. Um, so tell us um, about some um, of these uh, performances in the past. That, like for instance, last year, yeah. um, you know, 2019 yeah. was a big year for Black folks insofar as you know the uh, um, <laughs> the commission for African American history. Um, you know, the 1619, yeah. 2019. You know, big year for this country to acknowledge yeah. uh, our presence. Um, you know, po- post you know slavery, post slavery. Um, not that you know we don't have a history prior to that, but in this nation, that's that's how we're known. Um, yeah. So tell us about you know 2019. Yeah. Some of the high points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, something really special from last year is we introduced something called the Best in Flow Award, and that is granted to four organizations that bring the most joy and creativity to the parade. And so last mm-hmm. year was the inaugural year, and the winner was a group called the Hundreds Unit, and they'll be back again this year. They're this ridiculously dope group of black women um, dance I guess you could call them dance troupe but they're like a positive army I don't even know they're so they're so dope (laughs) and they won last year and and they'll they're coming back again this year and you know this is something you're definitely going to see to have a whole theme this year last year a headliner was T-Pain on the stage and he just like again united all the generations (laughs) you know brought us all out together um, and was so beautiful Another thing I think that's coming back for the third year um, is Hennessy curates this beautiful lounge for us um, that has special made cocktails, black bartenders, um, also has music and art in it as well. So that is coming back again. Um, Facebook sponsors one of our stages, and that's a community stage. And so we do a lot of work to make sure we get some local acts up there, um, some people that really are, you know, doing it for the people. Like, do, it's not just about music. It's a, it's an art form for them. It's like sort of their expression of joy. So that is coming back again. Um, yeah, it's it's like a Every year, you never know, right? Um, you know, for mm-hmm. example, the first couple of years, we had a bunch of um, bones, dominoes tables set out so people can play. And oh. it was so popular. Now yeah. we're expanding it to chess. Like, now we have even more tables. Um, so people, you know, it's it's something a lot of people are into. It's, you know, it's strategy. It's, it's their joy. And so those things mm-hmm. happen organic. You know, we... We never mm-hmm. we plan for things, but then the day of we don't ever know what the community is going to do with it, like how it's going to um, grow and thrive. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really beautiful. Uh, another thing is like, you know, you can come as you are. There's no sort of dress code or anything like that. But we do have a station called Crown Your Joy where you can make a headdress for yourself if you want, if you want to get real festive. Um, but there's just all kinds of different things to do there and all kinds of ways to be with our people and connect with each other. So. Um, you know, we plan a lot of stuff, but a lot of it just happens. <laughs> we don't even know. Mm. We don't even know what's going to go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's an element of improvisation and in, in within the joy. Yes. yes there's absolutely. room for that. And, then, and that's mm-hmm. what you bring. You know, that's what the people that come bring. We can only, you know, we can set up the space and we can, you know, facilitate, I guess, as they say. But uh, at the end of the day, the joy is from all the people that come. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what time does the parade start? Like where where does it well you know, where do you line up yeah. and <laughs> Yeah, the parade starts at twelve thirty. Um, you know, registration for the parade is now closed. It's really full. There's lots and lots of people in it. But it starts at twelve thirty um on fourteenth and Harrison, um, is where people can start setting up to watch it. I would say get there early, you know, there the streets get pretty full and if you want a you know a good seat or if you just want to stand, that's fine too. Bring a chair, you know, bring some drinks, like bring the family. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful day. The parade is about a mile long. It goes to um around nineteenth and twentieth, uh, right between nineteenth and twentieth and Broadway, which is also the opening to the celebration to the festival part of it. So after the parade you can like mosey on in and, you know, grab your grab something to eat, and, you know, visit all the vendors, watch the performances, you know, all the spaces. There there's gonna be a lot of activity there and that will go until like seven o'clock at night. So it's a whole day and it's like I said, it's family friendly, um, it's young people friendly, it's, you know, queer friendly, it's uh it's all the things. So, uh, you know, come, come as you can, you know, come see the whole parade, come for stay for the whole time, or just come for the parade. Like it's, it's really up to you, but it starts at 1230. Um, and it starts very promptly. So <laughs> make sure that you're on time if you want to see the parade. Mm, no nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you still need volunteers? We do. We do. Um, volunteering is only three hour shift. So it's really short and you get a, free shirt, a free Black Joy Parade shirt, and lunch. Um, if you're interested in volunteering, you can go to blackjoyparade.org. There's a sign-up sheet there. It couldn't happen without volunteers, and we definitely need some more. And so please come. Volunteers do everything from, you know, help usher people down the parade to bartend, to sell merch for us, to um, just help vendors set up. You know, a lot of the vendors we have are individual people. They're running a whole thing just by themselves, and sometimes they just need help, like, carrying some things or, like, sorting items. So it's also a cool way to get to know some of the local um, local business owners and community organizers if you're interested in doing more in, in, in Oakland and the Bay Area. So Sign up to volunteer, please, please, please. Just go to our website. It's really, really simple, and we'll get you set up. <laughs> cool, super, super. And um, I wanted to ask you about your team. I want you to give a shout out to yeah. your team because they look really <laughs> beautiful on your website. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, those pictures were taken by a beautiful ally named Lisa Keating. She's an incredible photographer here in the Bay Area. Um, my team is a gift, a gift from God. They are so talented. It's crazy. I have no idea how I could convince them all to come and join this little ragtag crew. Um, but yeah, the team also, you know, all live here in the Bay. Um, all uh, very committed to bringing you and our community Black Joy. So if you see somebody walking around and you recognize their picture from the website, please thank them for all the work they do. Um, I, I mean, I could name them all, I guess, uh, but there's, so, there's quite a few of them and they know who they are. And, um, and the team continues to grow. So if you're interested in helping, like, come on and join. Um, yeah, there is mm-hmm. a wonderful thing. Right. And is this, um, is the Black Joy um, Parade phenomena, phenomenon, um, is it is it year-long now, like planning for it? Or do you just sort of bunker down, like, uh, yeah. three months in advance, and then you just do it? Yeah. Or do you have a what you call day job, or, like, did you go to school, uh-huh. you know, as an organizer? Like, how how do you do something oh, like a Black yeah. Joy Parade? Um, <laughs> it is it is almost year-round planning. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, this, this, this week is crazy because it's next Sunday, um, but it is some year-round planning. And, you know, we start to do some things that are beyond just 
Black Joy Parade. I mean, even this week, we've got a brunch on Saturday um, with the Black Panther Party that we're hosting. We're doing a cool cocktail crawl on Friday. We're doing a party at ERA. You know, we're doing all these things that lead up to so Black Joy Parade, like the culmination of this beautiful month. But there's all sort of like Black Joy events happening. Um, and, yeah, I, I do. I'm a marketing strategist, so I do for a living. Also, everyone on my team also has a quote-unquote day job. This is something we do out of the uh, kindness of our the kindness of our heart. And because we get to experience it, you know, we get to experience all this joy. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it is quite the planning. So <laughs> please come and support mm-hmm. us. Um, and again, it's free, you know, it's a free event because we want to make sure that everybody can come, that there's no barrier, economic barrier to come. Um, and so in that, that takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to raise that money, um, to get donations, you know, so we can make sure that we can provide all of the things. So if you're interested in supporting by donations, you can also do that on the website. Literally $5 helps the cause. It doesn't even have to be a lot. Um, so we can make sure that it continues to be free for everybody. Mm, nice, nice. And and when you mentioned these, um, these uh, events that are coming up, um, how does a person find out about them? Are they on your website? Um, yep. About the brunch yep. Saturday Everything for the Black, Black Panther Joy Party? Parade. Yeah, everything is on blackjoyparade.org, so you can go there, um, click events, and you'll see a list of all the things happening over the next, you know, two weeks. And then um, you, that's where you volunteer. You can also donate there. You can see about the team. Um, we try to make sure everything uh, is on the website. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We post a lot around all the things going on, um, lead-up events, tickets, volunteering, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right, Yeah. Yeah, because um, I see um, um, you have um, Feed the Hood on, on Sunday. Yes, Sunday. From 7 to 8 yep, p.m. On yeah, that's going to be nice. Yeah, please mm-hmm. that's, that's a great really program. Beautiful. It's a great mm-hmm. program. And I think, you know, a lot of times we forget about the people in our community that don't necessarily have, you know, all the things they need to feel comfortable celebrating their joy, to feel comfortable being in that space. And so we try to, you know, work with organizations um, like to feed the hood so that we can make sure that um, they have what they need to to be able to celebrate their joy. So that's this Sunday um, in East Oakland. Again, you can find out about it on our website. Please join, volunteer. The morning we'll, we'll assemble, um, you know, food as well as hygiene kits, um, clothes, and then we'll go out and distribute. Um, and we're doing that with Abbott, which is an amazing partner of ours, as well as, um, you know, the Feed the Hood organization, um, the East Oakland organization. So, Please join us. Another thing that's happening is the day of the event, Lava May, which it provides free showers for people mm, that need it, yeah. um, are going to be mm. set up the morning before the parade. So if anybody listening um, feels like that's something that they need in order to feel welcomed and comfortable in the space, please go come down to Lava May, um, you know, get your clean on, and then you can, you know, do what you got to do for the day. So, again, just trying to make sure that everybody feels that, it, you know, Black Joy is inclusive, that no one sort of feels mm-hmm. left out of left out. Right. And then um I I noticed that um you have a um a Black Joy Parade and Hennessy presents Black Joy cocktail crawl. That looks cute. On yes. Friday the twenty first of February from six thirty to yes. nine at Era that you mentioned already. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll yeah. be really beautiful. It's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> we have a bunch of right. yeah. curated specifically mm-hmm. for us. So Mhm. Yeah. And then and then tomorrow um people can actually um make a custom headdress for Black Joy Parade from 1:30 to yeah. 3:30. Yeah. 
And where yep. is that going to happen? Um, I actually, you know what, you're asking me a question that I do not know exactly where it's going to happen. Um, but I will, I can find out if you go to our website, it'll have all of the, yeah, that's, that's um, where I'm looking. All the um, but I didn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, I didn't shoot, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, okay. yeah, I'm not positive and, where it happens. Sorry about that. <laughs> I know there's problem. multiple well, locations also. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, where is it happening? Oh gosh. Um, I don't see. The, the location. Oh, here it is. Well, let's um, go. Let me go and uh, uh, let me go and fix that then. No, I don't. Um, I'm pretty sure it's at Mannequin Madness. I'm. I think it's at Mannequin Madness on Cotton in Oakland, but oh. I could be wrong. Don't mm-hmm. quote me on that. Yeah. yeah, it looks like it's gonna be fun because Nedra is teaching it. It's like wow, yeah. he is a phenomenal oh, artist. Yeah. Oh yeah. my I think gosh. Be able to see the ones that people that go to that. At Black Joy Parade, yeah. Like, look at her. Yeah. Like, her looks like a queen. Yeah, they're oh, such definitely, work. definitely gonna look like a queen. Oh well, I gotta find the date, find the location for that one. I might have to go make mm-hmm. a, a beautiful Nedra, um, you know, hat adornment <laughs> um, <clears throat> for the following week. And then lastly, I was looking at um, or two, the Melanin Drip by Afropolitan Group. Yes, like. What? Mm-hmm. And that's at 19th oh, yeah. Grand Avenue. That's also at the Arab Bar. Um, yeah. But that so looks really crawl, interesting. The cocktail crawl starts at Arab, but it's a crawl. So we'll move We'll move to other locations for different cocktails. It's, you know, we mm-hmm. go on a little journey together. Whereas Melanin okay. Drip is at Arab all night. Um, Afropolitan is an incredible group. If you've never done been to any of their events or done any work with them, um, they just bring, you know, it'll be beautiful Afrobeats for the night, crazy Oh, the people, um, nice. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be melanin drip. It's gonna be beautiful. Um, so again, it's just all this stuff leading up to the Black Joy Parade. Um, yeah, a whole a whole week. It's it's actually been a beautiful month so far. We've already done a bunch of stuff. So, um, yeah. <laughs> oh wow, what have we missed? You said you've already done a lot. This uh, is the fourteenth. Yeah, well, I missed <laughs> an open an open mic on Monday last Monday. Um, with mm. gold beans and lift, and that was um, to find the last person to grace our stages on Sunday. So we picked two people, um, one poet and one musician, um, hip hop act, to be on the stage, um, and it was just a gorgeous night with like, local talent and just authentic performances, and that was really cool. We've already done one cocktail crawl. Um, this will be the, mm-hmm. the second and last one will be on Friday, so that's been really fun. Um, this weekend too, there's some stuff other than you know the feed the hood is going on as well. Um, there's just mm-hmm. a, there's a lot happening. So you know in the future our goal is to like have a whole month of stuff, right? A whole it's not Black History yeah. Month anymore. It's Black Joy Month in Oakland. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, keep keep up, keep following us, and um, you know come up with ideas if you want to do something cool as well. We're open. We're open to collaboration. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, and then there's an the after party on Sunday night. Yeah, and then there's an after party, yeah. Yeah, for the grown folks. Yeah, (laughs) Complex with Toasted Life. Um, That'll be, Mm -hmm. the after party last two years has been just crazy. Because I think I'm tired. I'm like, I'm so tired, you know, with the whole thing. But then for some reason, you you see your people, you get all this energy, and like, (laughs) you you keep it moving. And it's Sunday, so you think, oh, I'm not going to stay out. But, man, I don't know. We just get this burst of energy, and you just end up staying out. Maybe take Monday mm. off work. I advise that for a lot of people. <laughs> well, you know, maybe what um, Black Joy could work on is, you know, the day after Black Joy is is mm-hmm. Black Joy Reflection Day. 
Oh, and, that's um, beautiful. And and and, and so all black people, you know, all all melanated people that claim African ancestry, you know, all the year can can get, you know, that reflection day off, you know, just because, you know, yeah. there'll be a beginning of the reparations movement, right? Like, for real? Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> somebody's going to okay. be paying, you know, for our not being present. It won't be a sick leave day. It won't be a personal leave right. day. And if you don't have employment, then the government will give you, you know, uh, yeah. payment for that day that would be nice. for, for you to be that able to reflect on, on the joy. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? That would be That'd be really cool. <laughs> Maybe I'll yeah. start that. Because people are talking yeah. about, you know, some of the legislators are talking about um, the uh, this um, this sort of standard, um, uh, what do you call it, um, income, you know, that's, that's mm-hmm. funded yeah. by the government, that we all have a certain level of income so that we don't have to work, you know, when we're 75 years old, we can actually, you know, retire around 50 or whatever and have, have a good life, you know, that's productive. Yeah and contributes to society, but, you know, we don't have to work ourselves to death. And if we have a guaranteed income, then we don't have to worry about that. So this would be sort of uh, maybe sort of looking at a guaranteed income, but also sort of looking at reparations, you know, because of our ancestors, but also just sort of being able to, like, be able to reflect on that spirit of joy because, you know, while you're in it, it's like, oh, this is so wonderful. And then you want to have a day to be able to think about it, but then you have to get back into the swing of things that take you out of the swing of things, so to speak, the thing you were enjoying the day before. Yeah, I oh, think anyway. I love that. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so maybe, maybe, maybe I'll join you and work on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. yeah. Well, Alicia, it's been so lovely. Congratulations yeah, it's, on it's three crazy. years! Oh my I goodness! I know. Oh it's yeah, crazy. definitely, it's crazy definitely. Baby grows. It's crazy, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's good. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for having yeah. me. Thank you for allowing me space to speak about this. I hope to see all of your listeners as well as yourself mm-hmm. there. Right. Yes. Like joy. Yes. 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 <laughs> all year long. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Carter G. Woodson, and we have 29 days this year. Like, mm-hmm. I say, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for your good work, and uh, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to being joyful with you on the 23rd. Thank you, and maybe sooner. Yeah, <laughs> and happy. Maybe this Sunday. Happy Monday. If I can get it get yeah. it together, come out to the feed the hood. Please, please, please. Mm-hmm. All You take good care. Have a good rest of the day, and good luck on all the planning. Much success. Thank you very much. Have a good day. All right. Peace and blessings. You too. So we are, gosh, I have so many announcements. <clears throat> There's so much happening. Oh, my goodness. You know, tomorrow um, there is the, the wonderful uh, conversation with uh, Dr. Ronoka Rashidi and uh, Brother um, uh, Tony Broder about all things African and African diaspora at Impact Hub Oakland. Um, yeah, that's going to be tomorrow. Gosh, what time does that start? I think it starts at 8. <laughs> i got a couple of dates, um, but it's on WandaSpicks.com, so you can find it there, but I think it's 8 o'clock. That's going to be awesome. And then tomorrow is also um, 
a uh, memorial for our beloved uh, scholar, artist, um, uh, who um, who made his transition, um, you know, and I didn't even know um, that he was sick. Um, and uh, that's going to be at the African American Museum and Library. And that's going to be really, really beautiful. Um, a tribute to uh, Ben Hazard. Um, he taught um, at Laney College, and it's, I think he's responsible for the the building of those studios. Because I don't think there are any um, any. I think most community colleges don't have studios, but at Laney College, they have there are art studios for students, which is really innovative. And I think that was a project that. Um, Ben Hazard uh, worked on, and he also start, started and established a um, um, an African um, uh, American art history course there. I think he developed it. and He taught it for many years, and uh, and now um, <clears throat> it's being taught, you know, by by one of um, um, uh, his proteges. Um, but uh yeah that's a that's a um a uh a class that that he that he started and i was looking for the details about the um <clears throat> about the memorial tomorrow so that you can know what time it is let's see um yeah um <clears throat> cuz he was he was just such a phenomenal man and even if you didn't know him um you could still, you know, come out to honor him. The uh, the tribute is four to seven p.m. tomorrow, and again, it's at the African American Museum and Library, six five nine Fourteenth Street. And um, let's see, uh, the hosts are Harriet Wright, Florine Wiley, Denise Pate, Cheryl Fabio, and the African American Museum and Library. And uh, it's going to be really, really packed. But he is certainly worth worth the. Uh, Ah, wow, worth our, you know, that, you know, worth everything that, you know, all of the accolades because he was such a beautiful man and such a wonderful person and such a phenomenal artist. Oh, my gosh, his work was just simply, simply gorgeous. Um, yeah, so you could do that, and you can then go on over to um, Impact Hub Oakland for the event uh, with the two scholars because they are just so phenomenal. Oh, my goodness, that's going to be just, oh, it's going to be so good. And uh, so anyway, I was thinking um, while we wait for our next guest to join us, oh, dang, I didn't realize it was so late. Oh, my goodness, the time is just ticking away, that I wanted to play a little bit of an interview with Amakela Gaston. Um, I'm not going to replay it all because we don't have enough time. But I can play a little bit of it because, you know, we're talking about you know, joy, black joy, we're talking about love, and um, it's just such a wonderful, wonderful interview that I had with her um, um, many years ago, and um, and and what happened, what she talks about in the interview, um, she's going to be having a concert, so that's not happening, because this is older. This was, um, this interview happened six years ago. July 26, six years ago. So, so anyway, whatever we're talking about as far as an event, that's not happening. <laughs> but, um, but when she was injured um, intentionally, it was a, uh, it was um, a deliberate um, 
injury by someone against her because of how she shows up in the world, you know, a woman of African descent. And what she chose to do in response once she healed is just really a beautiful story. So here we are. Well, Michaela, I'm so happy that uh, we're talking this morning and you have this great concert, uh, Spirits Lifted, a musical Mm -hmm. celebration featuring Mm -hmm. yourself as special guest with John Santos on Sunday, tomorrow, July 27th at 3 at Eastside Cultural Center in Oakland. So tell me about this first-time collaboration between the two of you. Actually, gratefully, it's not our first time collaboration. Mm-hmm. He was on my album, Being in Love. Is he it? was on several of the tracks. Yes. Mm-hmm. He is a percussionist on several of the tracks, and he's just truly an inspiration and one of my most favorite people. He's one of the first people I met when I moved out to the Bay Area. And he's so sweet and so powerful and gifted and giving. I actually met him at jazz camp. Mm. I moved out here. I put my bags down and ran out to jazz camp for a week. And he was there and he taught me a lot of things um, with respect to rhythm and percussion and singing a lot of these Afro-Cuban songs, which you'll hear if you come on Sunday to the show. It's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so were you at jazz camp recently? Because I know you, you've been just getting back from, from teaching this past week. Yes. Actually, I teach the uh, younger kids' version, which is called Jam Camp. Jam so Camp, how cute. Jam Camp is really <laughs> cute. So it's Jam Camp from ages 10 to 14, or actually 10 to 15, and then once they turn 15, then they go to jazz camp. Mm-hmm. And it's exquisite. It's a chance to be with, you know, the young folk out in the woods, that are creative and experiencing all these things for the first time and learning about the power of their voice and the power of expression and, you know, sharing that in a safe space with other adults who are also creative and their peers and meeting a new group of people and watching them explode and and expand their horizons and basically blossom in front of your eyes. It's 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 great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how many how many children were at jam camp uh this year? Almost 200. There were quite a few. 200. That's a lot of children. Yeah, yeah. It was quite a big number. (laughs) It was between 150 and 200. Yes, it was a lot of kids. And they had a great time. They were very respectful, you know, raised right. (laughs) And choosing that, choosing art instead of violence. Right, right. And bullying. They were all very respectful and very kind to one another. Mm -hmm. It was very refreshing to see. Yeah, that's sort of a great segue into um, your program. You know, you're founder mm-hmm. and director of the International Cultural Arts and Healing Sciences Institute. Yeah. Uh, and you travel the world as a cultural ambassador, furthering surprising connections in unexpected places through the arts, activism, and advocacy. And I was reading um, that, uh, you know, as... Um, you know, a uh, person who promotes healing through the arts, you've you've actually um, been quite a few places. Why don't you talk about that? Because one of those places is Palestine. Yes. In Israel. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was actually a really, really incredible trip. Um, I went uh, at the behest of the State Department, mm-hmm. and so I collaborate with the State Department and the U.S. Embassy, and I go to these places that are usually war-torn with at-risk populations, with the youth, and trying to promote um, 
like you said, arts and advocacy and getting kids to play the drum instead of make a bomb. That's really the goal. And one of the kids in that program, I was with them for, gosh, three or four weeks. And at first they were very hesitant to believe that someone from the United States could be there for them and love them. And we had a lot of very deep conversations about politics and what it means to be from America and how you can be an American and not necessarily agree with the politicians that represent your country. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the kids came up to me afterwards, literally said to me, you have changed my mind about wanting to become a Unabomber. I'd rather play the drum, which is why I said that phrase before about taking drums over there and getting them to express themselves through banging on a drum and talk about their inner rage that they have because they're frustrated and have that be a way for them to express themselves as opposed to blowing something up. Mm-hmm. And so it was very moving and and a, and a reignition for me to do the hard work, be a foot soldier on the front lines of this thing called life and working with youth and, you know, being a kid these days is hard and messy and confusing and there's so many ways that they're forced to become adults through the internet. You know, they're exposed to anything and everything way earlier than they used to be and so, you know, we have to contend with that and we have to still embrace everything that they're questioning and going through and give them another outlet and one of the best outlets is freedom of expression through the arts. So that's what I go around the world promoting. Yeah. How um how did you how did you come to this work? Um it was I believe through uh, you know something really tragic happening to you personally. Mhm. <clears throat> um I actually was uh, a victim of a hate crime. I was run over by a truck by a guy who um didn't like black people and ran me over and I was in the hospital for almost a year and a half and mm. I was a I had third degree burns all over my body, and the only thing that helped me through the pain was music, and not just any music off the radio. Very intentional music that was focused on almost a drone kind of, um, not necessarily monotone, but like multi-layered, non-lingual music. You know, lots of chanting and drumming and very heavy harmonics and was very powerful when I could I would wake up out of a deep sleep or trance at the minute the music went off and I was like there was something to that there was something to that for me and and I I really needed to explore that further and then I was invited by the Dalai Lama to come sing at the International uh, Festival for Sacred Chanting and Singing and I was blessed to be able to be chosen one out of the six people in, in the world to go sing for him and I sang my songs for him, and we had a very deep connection, and he, you know, gave me the courage and the charge to create something that would continue this work, and so I created this institute, um, ICASI, Institute for Cultural Arts and Healing Sciences, and (laughs) it's one of those things where it magically blossomed out in front of me. It's like the world opened up and wanted it to be, and so it's just been amazing how I've been able to live this dream life, go around the world and make music and sing and be with women and children who, you know, don't have a voice and want to be heard and seen, and we're able to do that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, wow, wow, so amazing. You know, this uh, these past few years, there have been so many 50th anniversary of this act and mm-hmm. 40th anniversary of that. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is the summer of the 50th anniversary of Freedom Summer, you know, when all mm. those students, you know, mm-hmm. in the north and the south uh, came together in, you know, in the southern states to register people to vote. And there was That's a lot right. of tragedy involved in that. And, um, and yeah, yeah. And then we look at, you know, sort of the, the 50th anniversary of the Voting Rights Act and the erosion of, of voter rights throughout the nation on, on the mm. anniversary, the 50th anniversary of all mm-hmm. of that. And then mm-hmm. we think about our dear sister, Fannie Lou Hamer. Oh, my goodness. Mm. And what she suffered to be able to exercise her um, democratic rights as a citizen. And I was wondering sort of as you uh, sort of reflect, you know, in your work and in your life on some of these monumental moments because you're, you know, you're from the East Coast. Are you are you from D.C.? or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, one of the suburbs of D.C., but, yeah, I grew up in D.C., and it's just, um, hey, big shout-out to East Coast. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's an interesting time. I grew up, and my parents were activists, and we went to every march that we could march on. And it's 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 a very different time. I remember as I was leaving D.C., I did a big march on Washington, and it was very different from when I grew up. It was very controlled and contained, and you had to get a permit to march, and, you know, there was no initial impetus of why marching was invented or why it was utilized as a form of rebellion that was still in place. Like, you couldn't shut down anything if you have to get a permit. So, you know, it was already the streets were blocked off, and there was no change that was instilled or that you could have some kind of effect on because everything was already pre-planned. And so I think that, you know, as we continue to evolve and grow as as a people, we need to find another way to have conversations about the need for justice still, the need for people to recognize that that we still don't have all of our rights and they're being taken away and a lot of people don't even know that that's happening. Like they're being, it's, it's almost like a dream state that's fallen over people. And people it used to be informed about it because people were singing about it. But now there's None of that either. You know, we're still, you know, caught up in singing about purchasing cars and buying things, and we're not talking about the core issues about our rights. And I think that if we don't hurry up and get through the fear of talking about those hard conversations, because a lot of kids these days don't want to hear it. And I know when I was a kid, I was like, oh, gosh, we have to talk, we have to go march again for civil rights. Uh, you know, it was, it's, it takes work to come out of your comfort zone and go march about something and care about something and fight for something. And we have to truly put down our computers and our cell phones and everything else and get out on the streets and do it again. And don't get a permit to do it. You know, and bring your children out there and keep sharing the information. Otherwise, it'll get lost. I was surprised at how many kids don't know who Fannie Lane Lamer is. Mm. It's not being taught in our schools anymore. And so there's only so long that we can continue to carry that torch to reflect on the importance of this. You know, when kids don't feel like their vote counts for anything anyway, it doesn't matter anyway. They don't feel the need 
to have it in place. And so if we if we can't express that to them and get them to get that, then it will go away and we'll have no recourse once it's gone. And that's a scary thought. Yeah, yeah, wow. I was just looking at some of the um, the places that, you know, your work has taken you um, and, uh, you know, your music as medicine, healing with an artful purpose, programming, uh, multifaceted therapeutic approach through music, movement, and theater modalities. Mm-hmm. And you've been to Cuba, China, Taiwan, Africa, um, mm-hmm. specifically where in Africa, because uh, I know this Sierra that, Leone. It <laughs> uh, was my latest trek. It was beautiful. Oh, really? Like this year? Uh, actually, just last summer. Mm-hmm. And it was... You know, one of the things that we also really need to talk about and get active about is our environment. When I was in Sierra Leone, Mm -hmm. they had an area of town that they didn't want me to see because, you know, when you come from the States and you're going to hang out with the prime minister, they kind of want to keep you on the the pretty side of town. But I really wanted to see where the people were. And so I asked to be taken where that was. And the area that they took me was where they burned all of the plastic bottles from all the water that people drank. And it was toxic. You couldn't breathe the air. And the poor people had to live there. There was no other place for them to live. And they were burning these plastic bottles, just mountains of plastic bottles, on the beach next to the ocean. And, of course, I was crying and outraged. And, you know, not only outraged for the people that had to suffer the toxic fumes of this, but also looking at the fact that it's going right into the water, right there. So any fish that you got from that area, any food supply right there was going to be filled with all these toxins. And, you know, their answer was, we don't have any other place to put it. We don't know what else to do with all of these water bottles that come from hotels, from all the tourists that come to this area. You know, it's just a cycle that we have to really figure out the answer to. And we can't just give it lip service. We have to sit down and really figure it out. What are we going to do about this? And so... We have to sing about it. We have to talk about it. So to me, I took all of that information, came back, put it in a song, and got people activated about it. Mm. And so now we're trying to form different movements and different ways to really talk to people who can make a difference, take these songs to the hill, take these songs back to the East Coast, give people who can change laws, talk about it in the U.N., really get them thinking about <laughs> the fact that this is not invisible, that it's happening, and we see it, and we know it, and we want to talk about it and fix it. Mm-hmm. Did uh, were, the, were the refugee all-stars in town when you were there? No, they were here performing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was upset about that. I was like, no, <laughs> poor planning on my part. <laughs> uh, yeah, they are so phenomenal. Um, Aren't they incredible? They're yeah. incredible. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, it takes a whole bunch of we need to all be out there. And the arts is the best way mm-hmm. to bring all these things to light. And they're out there talking that talk. They're bringing it to the forefront mm-hmm. through yeah. great music. Right, exactly. And, um, yeah, the latest, um, uh, they call it, the latest tour is called the Libation World Tour. And uh, so mm. just think about pouring libations to the ancestors and libations. Mm-hmm. So just invoking those those spirits because um, we definitely need to call on the ancestors at this particular yes, time do. in our history yes, as a planet and as a people. That's right. Yeah, so talk about... Um, 
some of your your music since we last spoke <laughs> being in love was was the cd that we were in conversation about and that was just so lovely and you were like you know bringing the roots music like you always do and um, <laughs> here you're going to be bringing the roots you and john together it's going to be like oh what an invocation on sunday yeah. at east side my goodness both of you yeah. all together Ah. <laughs> live and in yeah. person oh my gosh people need to like you know wear, wear those healing stones to be able to like so they don't float away <laughs> so to the ground them right <laughs> ground those chakras otherwise you're gonna have them like floating <laughs> you know like that uh feather that um uh, the goddess Maat, you know, is represented by, you know, balance and justice. <laughs> yes, yes. I am so there. And oh, I love Maat. <laughs> well, <coughs> uh, you were asking me about the upcoming music that's coming up for me. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there are a couple of things on the horizon, excitedly. Uh, the first one is the release of my uh, album from the Kennedy Center called Lush, which is live at the Kennedy Center. It's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the tracks that I uh, gave to you called Nature Boy, and that okay. covers some more um, beautiful jazz standards. Um, but I'm also in creation with a lot of Afro-Cuban artists, and we're going to make a beautiful kind of spirit chant album that incorporates a lot of jazz as well and the blues and really get down into kind of the root structure of you know that roots jazz that we love and get that sound vibration going and heal from the bottom up (laughs) Mm -hmm. so lush will be released in the fall and hopefully that next cd will be released in the spring but i'll keep you posted on that one oh that'd be excellent excellent that'd be wonderful and uh, (laughs) yeah yeah so um Let's talk a little bit more about, uh, I don't know, I mean, I'll give you a choice. Uh, do you want to talk more about your healing work with the music? Um, uh, or would you talk, want to talk more about, um, you know, your artistry uh, or combine the both of them in one conversation? Um, are you are you going to be traveling any more um, this year as as an ambassador? Yes, actually. Okay. Uh, there's, there, there are a couple of things on the horizon. The first one is I have a concert uh, at the Arunda Jazz Festival this coming uh, August 17th. So if you guys can make it out tomorrow, come check me out there. Um, and I will be doing a TED Talk in oh. September mm-hmm. in New York, which is going to be very exciting, talking about what we're talking about here, grit, and the power of survival and the ways that we do that. <laughs> and my focus is going to be through expressive arts and healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in November, I'm off to Turkmenistan, where we're going to be doing this very so that's I'm Michaela, and all of those events have passed. So I want to let you know about something else that's happening this weekend. Um, if you're a young person, um, there is a uh, a workshop this Saturday with Rihanna Giddens um, at uh, at 11:30 to 12:30 at um, the um, Oakland Public Conservatory of Music, and uh, in the uh, there's going to be a listening interactive workshop with young people on the origins of the banjo at 3445 San Pablo Avenue, and then there's going to be a community adult workshop from 1:30 to 3, um, and that's that actually costs the other the, for the children is free. 
uh, $35 general admission and $75 for the fundraising price. And it'll be an introduction to the banjo and blackness and music and a conversation between Rihanna Giddens and Angela Wellman, founding director of the Oakland Public Conservatory of Music. There's going to be musical de- demonstrations by Rihanna Giddens and Francisco uh, Terenzi. And then there's going to be a 30-minute interactive jam session with the audience. And that's going to again be um, at 3443 San Pablo Avenue um, in the Mac- see Magnolia Street Wine Lounge and Kitchen. So that should be fun. And um, this is a fundraiser for OPC's Black Girls Play Program summer trip to um, Pretoria, South Africa. And we are so excited uh, to have in the studio um, – the uh, founders of Black Choreographers Here and Now, which is coming up the 22nd through March 8th. Good morning. Good morning, Wanda. Oh, hi, uh, hi, Laura, Elaine, Ellis. You're just hi. always sort of like right on time, like to the dot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so awesome. <laughs> and I'm sure Kendra's yeah. gonna be joining us shortly. Kendra Kimbrough Barnes, who is your co conspirator, co creator. You all just work so well together. What year is this for black choreographers here and now? This is year sixteen. We celebrated Ooh, a milestone fifteen years last oh year. Yeah. Sweet sixteen. Ooh. I love that. Yes, exactly. Sweet sixteen. Yeah. And it's gonna be so sweet. So tell it us what's going to be happening. Oh, my God, people are going to want to get tickets for everything because every weekend is different. Every program is it, different. And you've got, you've got new people joining the, the family. Uh, your your website is so awesome the way you, people can, like, look at these clips and like, oh, man, I missed it. But at least I can, like, get a little flavor. <laughs> yeah, well, you're always so great about coming out and supporting and seeing as much as you can. We love having you in the house. Um, and we want um, as many folks as possible to come out and support these incredible artists. Um, we have a community partnership with Safe House Arts, and um, they are hosting the first weekend featuring Natalia Schof, who was part of our artist mentoring program last year and part of a residency program that we were able to offer to Natalia and to Frankie Lee Peterson last year. Natalia Schof. Um, continued working with Safe House through a longer-term residency that's resulting in this um, evening that will happen both on February 2nd and February 23rd. And Natalia is doing uh, an evening she's calling Reunion. It's an evening-length solo. And she has co-choreographed this solo with three artists that she wanted to have in the studio with her, Bianca Stephanie Mendoza, Charbel Rohayim, who you may have seen um, in a Gregory Dawson work. He's danced with that company. I think is still a member of that company. And then Jane Selna, who actually danced a solo of Natalia's choreography last year, which I think you may have seen um, last year. And so we're kicking off the festival in a really different way in this intimate space. Um, limited seating. You just get a really up close and personal Hi, watching Kendra. this. Good morning. Oh, Sorry. Good morning. Hi. That's okay. I was just talking about Natalia, um, and I was about to just say that she's this incredible artist. Um, she has this 
amazing facilitation with her body and um she's got this very um unique way of moving very human um just gorgeous so so that's the first weekend and then we'll be at dance mission the second weekend with the host of um next wave showcase these are next wave choreographers um performing um you know it's like our new voices new works program um mm-hmm. Crystal Bates, who's worked with Kendra, she's coming in from New York. Alice Diaz is coming in from New York. We have Clarissa Diaz, who um, is um, a new artist in the Bay Area. Dana Fitchett, Sean Hawkins, Frankie Lee Peterson, Dazon Solon have all been on the festival Mm. stage before. Um, But Gia Jackson um, premiered a work in progress this summer. She's doing a premiere um, at Dance Mission on the second weekend. Andrea Spearman has performed on festival stages with other choreographers. She's presenting her own work. And um, I saw a work by Gabriel Christian and Boise Crouch, um, incredible as part of the Performing Diaspora program at Counterpulse. They're doing this piece on questioning um, religion and how it impacts their own mm-hmm. identity. Yeah, that was really beautiful. Yeah. So they're bringing, um, they're going to be doing a full evening of that at Counterpulse in the future. So they're going to mm-hmm. be doing some audience-ready work in progress, looking at that work, um, extending that work for uh, at BCF. Uh, Ashley Gell is bringing work. Jamie Wright, and then um, Asia Randall and Patricia West, who have been um, sort of connected with Joe Good over the years, also Ramon um, Ayo, they're bringing their own work um, to uh, the BCF stage second weekend. And then I'm going to let Kendra talk about the third weekend, because she (laughs) has some amazing stuff going on. Yeah, really exciting. we're going to have Robert Moses, um, Robert Moses Ken, and mm. Gregory Dawson is going to mm. show an excerpt of a work he premiered in the fall. Um, I will be pre- premiering an excerpt of a new work that I'm working on with Jennifer Johns. And mm. um, we're also really excited to have Chloe Arnold, uh, a tap soloist, um, back. She hasn't been to the festival stage in quite a few years and has been doing some awesome work all over the country. And so she'll be um, performing as well. So looking looking forward to that for sure. And for the first time, we will be presenting at Mills College, Lister Hall yeah. in Oakland. Mm-hmm. So that's a new oh, venue for us as well. Oh, yeah, oh, wow. yeah. I didn't know it was the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First time at Lister yeah. Hall. Okay. Yeah, and then I um, just wanted to share. Oh, go ahead, Wanda. No, I was just thinking about the Mills College connection because I don't know. Do you teach there? I mean, I, you all have done things with Mills. I I am an alum of Mills and a okay. family okay. member of their rep company. So they did right. not have a repertory okay. company until 1981, and I was a founding member of that company. So um, mm-hmm. and have taught there and. Um, have been involved with the college over these many years. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's where I met. It's where I met Linda Goodrich. So this connection is really awesome. Um, Linda Goodrich was getting her master's when I was an undergrad there. That and I danced in her 
project. And she mm-hmm. introduced me to Halifu Asamari and City Center back in oh. 1980. And so mm-hmm. that is when I first met Halifu. And so full circle, full circle, um, we can reveal that the Isadora Duncan Dance Awards Committee is going to honor Black Choreographers Festival for sustained achievement for our 15 years. Mm. And Dr. Halipo Al-Samari is going to um, present us with that award. That's coming up in March following the festival. So that's pretty cool. Oh, that's, and, that's and very, so very, when, very cool. Oh, my gosh. What's so when you date? talk about Mill College, that's, that's a full <laughs> circle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's the date on your award and where? Is it going to be at Mills too? At that's Brava Theater. Oh, Brava, okay. Brava. Yeah, Brava in San Francisco. And speaking of um, Brava, um, this mm-hmm. past fall, I had the opportunity to uh, help to um, curate, and I also hosted um, a Q&A for the San Francisco mm-hmm. Dance Film Festival. They're raising voices program. Just right. <laughs> second year mm-hmm. doing that program. Mm-hmm. And just was so excited to work with them. You know that Kendra and I love yeah. film. We've often had yes, film as do. part of the festival. Mm-hmm. And so they are now our newest community partner. And I selected a number of films, shorts, to host. Um, and Kendra and I both will host before each concert evening on weekends two and three. So the weekend at Dance Mission, the weekend at Oakland, we're going to open the concerts with um, about 18 to 20 minutes of short films that are mm-hmm. dance film features. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, short features. Um, right. And one that we can share, because we're still waiting for mm-hmm. confirmation from the directors, is one okay. of my favorites. I love them all. It's about faith, mm-hmm. um, which is based on an original spoken word po- poem by Mark Bamuti Joseph, directed by Oh, Yaku that's Sun. a nice one. That's a really mm-hmm. nice film. Oh, my yeah. God. And it's so actors. good. Drew and mm. choreographer dancer Drew mm. Dollars and music by Daniel yeah. Bernard Roman and they just mm-hmm. did a performance of about um, Justin the Blind at San Francisco Jazz um, just uh, about three weeks ago. Uh-huh. But you know, that film, Kendra. Well, mm. yeah. Well, Kendra was really kind of um, uh, instrumental in this because she connected mm-hmm. the festival many years ago. Remember with Ebony Hawkins, yeah? No, is that mm-hmm. true? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, Ebony Hawkins, who was our liaison and facilitator of our our film series. Mm-hmm. And um, Yak Films was one of the first um, sort of um, film groups, like um, Yoram Savion and... Um, Cash Games yeah. were working mm-hmm. together, and we were presenting their films in our first year, right, Kendra? Or second year? Yeah. I think yeah. it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was the first or second. First Maybe year. the second year. Mm-hmm. Second year for Yak Films, we showed um, Alonzo King lying right. ballet on film the first year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, um, Wanda, over the years, we've tried to find the best way of incorporating film. You know, we've had mm-hmm. some hit and misses. But we find that what 
when people buy a concert ticket and they're already planning to come and see a BCF concert instead of waiting in the hallway for the doors to open and the show to start, we like opening the doors. So when you get a ticket to see a concert, you get the bonus before the show this year of seeing these amazing short films um, Mm -hmm. right before the show. So instead of waiting in the hallway, come and get your seat Mm -hmm. early, get there early, and doors open at like 7.15, Come early, you have your ticket in hand, come in the theater, get your seat, enjoy these films, and then our concert will start. So um, we found that that's a really great way to kick the show off. Nice, nice. Wow, what great programming. Oh, my goodness. I should also add, um, I forgot to mention that Rasa Simpson uh, Push Dance Company will also be on the weekend at Mills. Yeah. Oh, Wow. That's the third week, right? I love Yeah. Yes. And I love that Kendra. That's gonna be a... Kendra's weekend. Wow. She's both yes, yeah, she's um also connecting that lineage because Risa Simpson spent so many years working with Robert Moses and I love mm-hmm. that they're now going to be sharing a program. <laughs> That's really amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, wow. Wow, that's amazing. Is this a first for Robert Moses and and uh, Robert Moses Ken and Push Dance um, to be um, on the same stage in the same program at the same time? Is this a first for them, the two choreographers? I think so, yeah. yeah. I'm so feeling it might be, exciting. yeah. We tend to remember mm-hmm, those details, and I'm not remembering that happening quite in that same in the same Right. Way. They may right. have shared a weekend, a performance weekend, but not mm-hmm. the same show, same stage, no. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. right. As, as peers, because remember when Robert Moses was, he was mentoring right. Risa Simpson, mm-hmm. which he was a, mm-hmm. I forgot what you called it, was it Next Wave? You know where you all had the, like, the right. established choreographer yeah, with? Mm-hmm. Our artist mentoring program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a long, long time ago. <laughs> Since you've yeah, been around 16 years. <laughs> now she's a mentor. Raisa often yeah. is Yes, she is. The yeah. Next wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did so, she, yes, did she mentor Natalia last year, or who did she mentor at, at uh That's right. Okay. Yes, she did. Because she was there mm-hmm. with her baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was such a good boy. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't and so walking and yeah, talking yet. Yeah, we're beginning the very next generation. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> true, true. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is going to be so phenomenal. So, um, so Kendra, talk about, about your piece um, that you're, um, you're working on. Is it an extension? Because you already have a piece um, that you have, have premiered, and I think it might be touring. That's also a collaboration um, with the artist that you mentioned. Right, yeah, so Jennifer Johns and I, our first collaboration was last year for Red Zone, which was a mm-hmm. piece um, in honor of healing um, for women um, with uh, who have experienced sexual assault. And so this year we um, decided, you know, our, our performance back in November was really a transmutation healing ritual. And mm-hmm. um, after transmuting that, that, that energy, Um, we decided that we really wanted to do something around joy and fun. And so this next piece is um, the working title is Joy, the Fun Manifesto. 
and we're working <laughs> nice. on how how do we um how do you conjure and create joy in moments of you know in every moment of your life and mm-hmm. and recognizing and choosing and and acknowledging that joy is a choice and how to make those those choices so that's what we've been looking at so far and I have a a new group of dancers um there are there will be six dancers uh participating and Jennifer Johns is also going to perform uh singing live uh so really really excited about the way the work is is shaping up mm-hmm. nice, yeah nice. and we'll be working on that um throughout the year and you know so the first excerpt will uh the the larger um excerpt of it will be premiering at BCF mm-hmm. oh cool cool super and um and extending into um you know, um, Women's History Month, and isn't isn't the eighth International Women's Day? It is. It is. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be closing on that day. <laughs> mhm. Right. Right. And wow, and you're another um, special thing. Oh, oh right. yeah. Another special thing happening that weekend. Robert Moses um, is celebrating 25 years of um, Whoa, having his company. Really? So yeah, yeah. Wow. 26th uh, year, he is um, making the BCF part of that celebration throughout this year mm-hmm. for him. Mhm. Okay. So he's gonna have other activities and pro- um, uh, programs happening around uh, Robert Moses Ken's 25th anniversary year. Yes. Mhm. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Is this the first? Um, event or have I missed some already? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I think in the Bay Area proper, um, those events haven't happened yet. I think he is just about to or just performed something in Palo Alto. Okay. Okay, at Stanford. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, and then and then Gregory Dawson um, and um, and uh, Risa Simpson's pieces. What are they called? And um, the excerpt that Greg Gregory Dawson is going to be doing. And and Risa, is it something new or something from her repertoire? Um, Risa is performing something from her repertoire. Um, another excerpt of her Mothership. Um, oh, okay piece that she had done and Laura do you want to talk a little bit about Gregory's piece because I know you saw it and I unfortunately missed it so I'm really excited to be able to see it for the first time actually at the festival keep your head to the skies it's Uh, gorgeousness you got to see it Wanda no, I didn't make it. So I'm happy that um yeah. that he's he's doing an excerpt. I just love the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, really something something to witness. Um, mm. just gorgeous choreography. You know, he conjures. He dreams. He dreams his dances. His his dances come out of these fever dreams, and um and these things that conjure in his sleeping. <laughs> He manifests through choreography and comes up with these really unique stories that are clearly a part of his <laughs> um, really deepest thoughts and consciousness, you know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, it's really a, an interesting way that his dances 
become. And, yeah, and, um, and so this beautiful. one, yeah, this one's really, really quite gorgeous. And he always has just the most beautiful inside and out, the dancers that work with him because he is such a, a, a gorgeous soul. His dancers are the same and who they are and how they express just, you know, comes out of, you know, their fingers, their toes, like everywhere and um, breaks that fourth wall and his work really touches touches um, very deeply when you see mm-hmm. you are you are transformed. So, and this piece mm-hmm. is no different. It's very, very powerful. Um, and I want to say that the um, much of the score is mm-hmm. composed by another artist that came through Black Choreographers Festival and actually met Gregory Dawson through the festival, and that's Christopher mm-hmm. Scarver, who's an incredible oh, right. dancer and, and Christopher Scarver, yes. And and uh, and and Christopher um, also composes music and has been collaborating with Gregory now I think for three years. So, mm-hmm. what were you gonna say? And um, he'll, uh, I was gonna say that he'll he's actually dancing in my piece, so he'll oh, uh, be sharing the stage with Gregory as well. Yeah. Oh. I just found I just yeah. found that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Christopher is dancing in your piece. Or Gregory dancing yes. in your piece. Uh, yeah. Gregory I didn't think Gregory else. danced anywhere on the stage. Right. I mean, you know, right. where by the sea. Wow. I think she meant Chris, Christopher. Yes. But yeah, I love right, Christopher. Yeah. I, I got it. Christopher. Yeah, Christopher's music's going to be in one piece, and then he's going to actually be dancing in another piece. So, you know, really, what um, when I hear. Um, Kendra sharing that and what you and the connection you made, Wanda, um, between Risa and Robert, them being peers now, over the years, this has really become a family, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, inter- mm-hmm. and, and intergenerational. And so um, when you look at the festival overall, it's got this amazing um, feeling of intergenerations. Um, so we're yeah. all here together supporting each other, and there's all these connections. And Kendra will, you know, will also tell you that this was really one of our overall views for the festival year one, is that we wanted yeah. to eliminate the isolation, the silos of artists mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. and making all of these interconnections. And um, if we reflect as we did, when we reflect, as we did in year 15, <laughs> we're, seeing, we're seeing the impact of that vision and the, um, mm-hmm. and the way it's influencing really the Bay Area dance ecology overall, but specifically yeah. um, for our, our black dance artists and choreographers. Yeah. Visibility, mm-hmm. accessibility, um, the way... Um, they're working together in all these many different ways and supporting each other. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People yeah. often I ask, you know, how do you do – oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, finish your thought, and then I'll ask the question. I was just going to say people often ask, you know, how, how we continue to do the festival. It's been 16 years, and it's, you know, things like that that continue to fuel us and, you know, ensure that we – keep the festival going it's really important for us to create community and a sense of family and support um like laura said yeah 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to ask you um, if uh, you're going to be having um, any visual art, because I know sometimes you have an art exhibit um, in some of the venues, um, not all of them, but sometimes you, you feature an artist and uh, a visual artist. And then I was wondering, were you going to have um, any um, any ports or anything like that, uh, any literary aspect to to the festival? And and then lastly, um, you know, given that this is the uh, the celebration of the 19th Amendment, um, you know, granting um, women and others the right to vote, I was wondering, is there any connection thematically in any of the dance? Uh, any of the choreographers this year sort of looking at that yeah we we, we do not have any visual artists um, scheduled uh, for this year we will have um, a few community vendors um, at the third weekend at Mills um, which we you know definitely love to support artisans and so I'm excited that that, that piece um, will be represented and um, Jennifer Johns has uh, already written some poetry that is going along with our piece, so there will be that spoken word and um, poetry aspect as well. We're really, you know, for for our piece, Joy, the Fun Manifesto, we're really trying to create an entire experience of, of joy, of the, the audience um, uh, participation and creating um, just really you know, an experience for, for people to have a moment of experiencing joy in this time of, you know, major distress and political unrest. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, um, so we'll definitely be sharing some words about that uh, for BCS. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah, and I feel like the um, the films are definitely an expression of visual art. Quite mm-hmm. frankly, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, oh yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> and there is um, you know poetry and text and spoken word throughout that um, expressed yeah. as yeah as well as um, the idea around um, our black community and oppression and the prison complex, that system, which I think Mm -hmm. is most definitely an extension of our history here as enslaved peoples, um, Mm -hmm. coming, you know, being descendants of enslaved people. So um, I feel like that is also captured um, and is bringing into the conversation um, this, this continuation of um, enslaving um, us, um, penalizing us for just being, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and 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 really um, not valuing our contributions, um, our rights as citizens um, in this country. And I'll paraphrase um, a quote that um, I. Um, thinking about as part of our Q&A because we will have Q&As for the artists following particular concerts um, for the third weekend. It'll be on the Saturday night. For the second weekend, Mm -hmm. it'll be Saturday and Sunday. And um, James Baldwin has a quote um, how um, I love America, um, but I also have the right 
to criticize her perpetually, right? So, um, and and so bringing up these questions around uh, rights in this country, I think it's relevant. We have an administration right now in the White House that has absolutely no care for our Constitution and certainly clearly racist racist views around brown and black people um, globally and certainly in this country. And so it's important for us through our art and through our conversation to continue to keep people awake and vigilant in protecting our citizen rights and our constitutional rights. Yeah. And and I and I think that there's storytelling that certainly is capturing these ideas. Gia uh, Jackson is doing um, a piece, uh, Cages and Crowns, um, that is about women and her expression as a woman. Um, and I feel like artists are also talking about our storytelling and journey as black people in this country. Um, and in many different ways, I think the festival also shows that our artistic expression is not monolithic. We have these many different ways that we express ourselves and our stories, um, whether it's a matrix of cross-cultural collaboration, whether um, it's coming like Gregory, very abstract and from a fever dream, or whether it's guided <laughs> by spirituality or questioning, mm-hmm. questioning spirituality, guided by spirituality like in the work of Frankie Lee Peterson, or questioning spirituality um, as Gabriel Christian or Chaboise Crouch um, they're doing in their work, or whether it's just straight funk and groove like Dana Fitchett who is talking about migration and displacement but through the channels of house and club dancing. Um, so there are all these many ways that um, black artists express who we are um, and our journeys. Um, and it's, they're very unique to us individually and collectively. We have great stories to tell about what it's like living in this country. Um, it's mm-hmm. a great, you know, BCF provides a great platform for artists to come together and tell these tell these stories through their artistic expression. Yeah, I certainly agree. I, I totally agree. Yeah, it's just been such a gift, you know, that um, that you, both of you um, and your two organizations have come together to, um, you know, uh, remember black choreographers, you know, um, moving toward the 21st century, you know, um, mm-hmm. that was um, uh, the brainchild of uh, Dr. Halifa Oshamare. And and then when you all like saw that, you know, sort of that empty space, you know, for African American and African diaspora uh, performing arts, specifically dance, and decided to come together and do this, it was like yes. And it's just been so rich because you know, black choreographers here and now is not just in February, like when you all first started, but you know, it's in March, it's in the summer. It's in the fall. It's you. You know, you all are popping up in collaboration. I'm like, okay, you know, because if you don't, if you don't like follow you all or something, you could totally miss some really, really wonderful <laughs> ventures and activities and programs that you all are a part of. And um, so I just want to thank you all for, you know, 
for your diligence and your commitment and to, to keep on doing the fundraising or whatever you have to do to make it happen. Yeah, well, thank, thank you, Linda. Thank you for your support. All the time. And oh, what really can't. helps is to have people come out and see the show. So go to mm-hmm. our website, Black Choreographers, right, bcfhereandnow.com. So BCF stands for Black Choreographers Festival, but it is spelled out bcfhereandnow.com. Go to the website. We always have affordable ticket pricing because that's also part of our vision, making it accessible and affordable so we can all come out and support these amazing artists. Filling up our houses really makes it possible for us to have the seed money to present the next year. When Mm -hmm. community shows up, they have a powerful impact. They actually make it possible for us to do this each and every year. Um, Mm -hmm. So buy a ticket. Have a great time. We feed you food and cake, <laughs> and and then we feed your soul. We feed your soul as well with some amazing storytelling and art. Yeah, and so I also I, for, I almost forgot to mention that Chloe Arnold is going to be um, hosting a master class on Saturday, mm-hmm. March seventh at twelve p.m. Um, we are. Uh, we just recently took residency at British City Studios, which is inside of the Flax building. And so, oh, wow. The, uh, yeah, so really excited well, about that. Well, the Flax that. is becoming and the place, my goodness. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. They they are doing amazing things and MLK. to support <laughs> artists. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so that is, uh, you know, again, Laura's mentioned affordable prices. That master class is only $15.00. And uh, wow. they, uh, folks can pre-register, and the link is on the website as well. So really excited mm-hmm. about that. Okay, cool. And then before you all leave, uh, my next guest is not joining me yet. I wanted to ask you um, for the um, um, for the award that you're going to be getting, uh, the Isadora Dan- Duncan uh, Award at Brava. What's the date on that? Yeah, and the time. Um, Yes, let me pop that up to Monday. I want to make sure I give you the right date. So let okay. me go to my Pretty calendar. Sure. March 23rd, I think. Okay. It is March 23rd. Good job, okay. Kendra. What, and what time? <laughs> March 23rd, 7 o'clock. So the doors open at 6. They always have a, a lovely reception of food. It is free to the public. You simply need to show up. You can have a bit to eat, and then the award ceremony starts at 7. Nice, nice. Oh, that is so Mm -hmm. awesome. Congratulations. Oh, my goodness. This is so cool. Thank you. Wow, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. It's going to be a sweet 16-year for you all. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, looking forward to... Looking forward to as many of these weekends that I can fit in, but uh, definitely weekend three. That sounds historic. <laughs> all, these, all these firsts That's happening. So true. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yes. But they're always really fun. You know, I love safe, safe, um, safe house arts. I just love that little intimate space because, like, you're walking down with yeah. Eddie, right? And you're like, where is mm-hmm. this place? And then you go in, you know, there's a guy sitting out front. It's like, what you here for? <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. and then and you're going one, it's like, Whoa, one four, yeah. it's so beautiful. Hmm? 
It's one four five Eddy Street. It's yeah, right. tucked in, <laughs> little space. Yeah, but you get a it's very so special experience there. And then you know, Dance yeah. Mission has that cool and funky New York vibe. You walk up the Dance stairs. Dance Mission is the bomb. Yes, with mm-hmm. such warmth and you know, and food to eat and <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Drink wine, yeah. get your glass of wine, you get to take it into the mm-hmm. theater. It's very relaxed and <laughs> very welcoming. Right, and then we'll yeah. have and, brand, and then Nils has this brand new renovated space that's absolutely yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, in, a, in a beautiful lobby and part of this growth campus. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, and your alma mater. Really, wow. Really special. Wow. Yeah, so many great dancers have come out of out of Mills. I mean, wow, you know, all these like Deborah Vaughn yeah. and yourself and yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. And then, you know, sort of. Oh really? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, sort of, you know, the spirit of um, Ruth Beckford, right? You know, just sort of yeah. carrying yes. that into this 16th That's year right. of yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you again. Um, and, thank uh, you. And and are we thank on you, for next Wanda. week? Uh, are we going to be talking again, or did we just do it? <laughs> just no. Or do you want to think about it? Try to get some of these exciting artists um, with okay. you, and hopefully, either um, Kendra and I can join. But definitely, we want to get some of the artists talking about their cool. work. Um we weren't able mm-hmm. to do that today, and with 30 minutes, there's not really time. So, hope as well, you know, like um, right. to really get in. All we wanted to say and really give space for the artists to have their voice and share with you. And mm-hmm. so, um, we're hoping we can get someone that's presenting over mm-hmm. one or more of these weeks, weekends nice. to okay. come and chat with you. Sure, that sounds great. Okay, well, that's 8:30 next week on Wednesday. Yeah, we'll yeah, be talking to one awesome. of these artists that we just mentioned, or maybe a couple of yeah, artists. Yeah. Maybe a couple. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna All right, do super. Well, let me know. <laughs> All right. All right. Have a you, great one. Thank you again. Okay, you too. Thanks. Have right, a you're good welcome. Peace. Okay. You too. Peace and blessings. Go Queen Linda, handbone, handbone, away, bend round the corner and back again. Mm-hmm. A handbone, handbone, where your wife oh, yeah. in the kitchen cooking rice. A handbone, 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 give me handbone, give me some handbone. Well now, handbone, handbone, put them on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. If you get a pretty girl, I'll show you how to hold her. Handbone, handbone, where you been all around the world and back again. Handbone, handbone, handbone. Oh, 
Well, that was Sweet Honey and the Rock, uh, Forever Love, if you didn't recognize it. And that was preceded by Stone Love, Ruthie Foster's Stone Love. And um, the first piece was Amakayla's Hambone. Uh, and I, I thought we were going to have um, um, uh, Mr. Uh, Charles Blasher III. He's um, the chairman um of the National Coalition of Black Veterans Association. But he just got back from Kentucky where um, they had a great ceremony where um, uh, former Colonel Charles Young, um, USA, 1889 to 1922, he was uh, uh, the African-American officer in the military. He was a Buffalo soldier, and he did a lot of work in the Bay Area, particularly the Sequoias um, National Forest, um, as the first um, African-American superintendent. They didn't have those titles back then, but through the Office of the Interior, the Department of the Interior, um, uh, military uh, personnel would take care of the national parks uh, in the summer. And uh, Colonel, now Brigadier General um, Charles Young uh, and the men, they they uh, they did a whole lot um, that's still present today insofar as um, building roads, um, creating infrastructure that's still standing. And actually there is a tree. Uh, a giant sequoia named after him um, in the park. And and last year for Veterans Day, it was a big ceremony. Um, I think there's a highway that's named after him as well. And and so he, uh, um, the, uh, 
something with the senator. I'm, let me not try to get this wrong. But there was a big ceremony in Kentucky, uh, and uh, he was um, given the uh, the title um, of or the uh, yeah of a brigadier general um, because you know he deserved it, and the war ended, and of racism and white supremacy. Well, not white supremacy, um, <laughs> but, well, I mean, not the Supreme Court. But anyway, yeah, sort of prevented his um, being honored as he should have been. And so um, so it was a big, big uh, program in his honor. And so, but uh, Mr. Blatcher just got back in town at this morning at 4 o'clock, and he is not at his best. And so we definitely, we've been wanting to talk to him for a minute. So we're going to have him on next week. I'm not sure if it's going to be Wednesday or Friday, but it's going to be really wonderful talking to him about about the ceremony, about about his remarks, and, and about, um, you know, this, this great uh, national hero who um, is finally getting his due. Um, so many, so many great heroes um, that, established this nation and made it so that, you know, we have some of the uh, freedoms that we have now that are so overlooked. And it's about time that their names become more a part of the dominant discourse and we become more conversant around around their legacies. So so anyway, um, looking for that. But I wanted to let folks know again about Theater First is going to be having um, – the opening of um uh of the uh this um the uh the two plays in um uh in repertory with one another and uh we had we had Skylar on our show last week last Friday and I want to remind folks that it opens the plays open tomorrow um both uh Skylar's play and the other play um that's in repertory and uh and Macbeth continues at Ubuntu uh theater. It is a phenomenal uh experience. Um three women p- portray all of the characters in, in Macbeth. There is no intermission and um it works. It's quite provocative and it is very thought provoking and it is gorgeous. Everything about it is really gorgeous and um just sort of looks at the vision of, of Oh, Michael um, Socrates um, <laughs> Moran, the uh, artistic director, and um, yeah, and uh, it just wow <laughs> looks really. It was really, really a wonderful experience, and uh, and on KQED, there's a lot of great things happening. Um, um, uh, uh, Oakland Public Library has a lot of things happening, and uh, but yeah, so the. Um, History keeps me awake. Queer voice and repertory uh, begins tomorrow. It's I think there are like eight performances, so it doesn't. It's not forever, um, and it uh, see it's it's their afternoons. There are some matinees, and uh, and there are um, some evening performances. So you can catch them both sometimes um, um, at the same time. You can catch them both in the same day. So I'm looking, yeah, the one-man show, Skylar Cooper's um, uh, work is um, is this weekend. I'm looking to get the show page for Skylar. <laughs> oh, darn, I'm out of time. Oh, shoot. Um, but you can go to the website, uh, theaterfirst.com, 
and uh, and the theater is in Berkeley. So Skylar is February fifteenth at eight, and uh, and uh, Pussy Grabbing Revenge. Um, Elaine Magree's work is February fifteenth at two, and then on Sunday um, uh, is the reverse order. Uh, eight o'clock on the sixteenth and two o'clock for Skylar, and then on the twenty second, eight o'clock, and for Skylar, two o'clock, and so on through March seventh. So anyway, so you don't want to miss this. Okay, well, it looks like we are out of time, <laughs> and uh, gosh, I really wanted to play those uh, two interviews so you can hear them, but oh well, we are out of time. So you could go back and listen to the interviews. Oh, and the um. Um, uh, is it Black Church Productions? Um, there is going to be um, that's this weekend as well. Gosh, um, let me uh, see if I can find those details because I'm not I don't remember that by heart. Um, the Black Church Productions. Um, yeah, let me. Um, I know I know there's a Sunday and it's happening at um, the flight deck, but. That's all I remember off the top of my head. And, um, uh, oh, um, Moyad's doing some fun things. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Um, Black Black Church Productions, um, uh, Only Three-Fifths Human, the Flight Deck, 1450 Broadway. Oh, that Sunday at the 16th at at, um, 6 p.m., and Saturday, February 22nd at 8 p.m. So it starts this weekend, 6 p.m. on Sunday, and Saturday next week um, at 8 p.m. on Saturday. So that's going to be really awesome. And for information, you can call 888-351-4443, extension 2. Tickets are $30 at general and $25 for seniors and children. And there are group rates, 20 folks, $20. You can get tickets on at Brown Paper Tickets, or you can get them uh, physical tickets at the box office. And you can also visit um, uh, info i n f o four four the numeral four the Black Church Productions dot com. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so there's so much happening. Oh, and I think this weekend is um, the Art of the African Diaspora in Jingletown. They're having a walk. Through that's today, Friday, um, Valentine's Art Walk and Opening Reception at Jingletown Art Studios, three zero zero one Chapman Street in Oakland. Um, and uh, the featured artists are Chuck Harlins, Joseph Robinson, Ron Kalime, if I'm pronouncing correctly, Pam Jackson, Jim Dennis, uh, Zion Walker, Robert. Thomas Robert Simpson and Chanel Stone. And so that should be fun. That's today from 6 to 9. And, yeah, so, um, gosh, I wanted to share something that I read. Um, I really like this um, uh, this newsletter that I get um, from the uh, – um, um, it's looking at um, sort of the um, – um, looking at the uh, what's going on in it's an astronomy uh, astronomy um, website and and so it's really nice I really like um, I really like this um, 
it's a, it's called Earth Sky News, and and today there is um it's it's the anniversary of Voyager one spacecraft, and they took this image um 30 years ago, uh it's the 30th anniversary of the pale blue dot, and and that's us right from outside it's like. We're just like a little dot. And and also I wanted to let folks know that you can see Venus um, in the sky presently as well. And Venus is supposed to represent love, uh, the planet Venus. Um, and then we also have um, uh, the uh, Orisha um, Oshun that also represents the sweetness of love. And so I want to read this to you. Um, it says, February 14, 1990. Uh, today is the 30th anniversary of an iconic image of Earth seen from Saturn, taken by the Voyager 1 spacecraft. It turned out to be one of the most memorable images ever taken from space. The image came to be known as the pale blue dot and to be associated with words of astronomer Carl Sagan, who wrote in his 1994 book, Pale Blue Dot. Um, look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was lives out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there on a remote, on a moat of dust suspended in a sunbeam. And, uh, yeah, I just think that is so, so beautiful. The pale blue dot. Yeah, just think about that, and and so it puts things in perspective, right? We think we're all that, and we are so so insignificant in the realm of a vast cosmos. So we need to, you know, do what do what we can, do the most that we can with our little speck of dust, and because a little speck of dust can do a whole lot. Um, but we need to remember that, um, yeah. Um, the mighty aspect of ourselves is because we are as opposed to because I am. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that with everyone. And, again, that was from Earth Sky. You can subscribe. It's a really wonderful um, it's a wonderful addition to my my days. Um, I love getting the information about what's what's happening in the celestial sphere. And uh, so anyway, all righty, thanks so much for tuning in to another edition of Wanda's Picks. Um, Yeah, have a great weekend and a great long weekend. Uh, Yeah, and uh, in Oakland, there's going to be um, uh, a uh, libation in the the, uh, early evening um, at Lake Merritt, and it's a part of... Um, let me see if I can find that information. <laughs> I saw Brother Che um, last night, and he was telling me about um, the uh, 
program that's happening. Um, it's a, uh, and I'm just like looking. Oh yeah, Black Solidarity Week, and um, and they they do it every year, and uh, it happens. Um, I don't know if it starts on Sunday or if it starts on Monday, um, and goes through the following week, and um, and uh, let me tell you, see, Black Solidarity, yeah, starts on Monday the 17th, and it goes through. Um, the twenty second, and um, let me see if I have if I can find the schedule. Okay, yeah, Monday um, uh, the seventeenth is going to be a Black Solidarity Week opening ritual and processional, and then Tuesday is going to be disaster preparedness training. Wednesday is going to be a panel discussion. Um, Ados A D O S Pan Africanism reparations finding common ground. Uh, the twentieth is Black Housing Union discussion. Uh, the twenty-first is Black Market, and uh, Saturday, the twenty-second is Art as a Tool Solidation Celebration. And um, and um, let me give you see, see if I can give you the location for the Monday because it's a live link. Let me see. Um, yeah, oh, it doesn't say where at Lake Merritt. Lake Merritt is a big lake. <laughs> so I don't know where it's going to happen at Lake Merritt, but it's from 6 to 8. And um, and it's hashtag Black Solidarity. And, um, and uh, let me see if there is a website. Uh, yeah, maybe, um, maybe, oh, you know, maybe maybe they have something on Facebook. Um yeah, because um, it says home here. Let me look. Yeah, so I think you probably can find it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to find it, and I'm going to put it on WandaSix.com. But um, but but uh, see exactly where at Lake Merritt we're going to be. Um, uh, op- they're going to be opening, and we're going to be having a ritual for the ancestors. All righty, again, peace and blessings. <laughs>